Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now we're going to take a brief break from our teaching in Philippians for Pastor Michael's conversation with Professor Craig Hawkins about what to do with the Enneagram. The numbers just don't add up. Well, hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. We're taking a break from our verse-by-verse teaching through the book of Philippians and tackling a hot topic that is the Enneagram. And uh, we did a part one on this with Professor Craig Hawkins. Craig, I want to welcome you back to Walk in Truth Radio. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here again with you. We ended on a positive note last time. We were talking about pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. And we're talking about an event actually happening on July 17th at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. It's a 633 apologetics event. And Craig will be here along with myself. We're going to have some food, a dinner which you can sign up for on the app. That starts at 5 o'clock, the actual service beginning at 6.30. And uh, what we're going to get into is the Enneagram, its origins, uh, the issues with it. We're going to do a Q&A time. It's a really interesting topic, and we've just begun to skim the surface of the topic. Uh, but we're going to get into it a little bit more and talk about the implications. There's some people listening, Craig. I can hear them, their hearts right now. Hey, I, I got into this, and it helped me. Uh, realize more about myself, more about my spouse. Maybe they would even say, hey, practically, it has helped out my marriage or helped me understand my child or something like that. Now, we know um, just because something practically has some benefits doesn't make it true. But that's what some people are saying about the Enneagram. And we even know in our own backyard, we've had some you know, pastors write books about the Enneagram, talk about the positive effect that it's had on their life. Um, what what would we say to someone who's out there and listening and saying, basically, what's the big deal? We, we began to get into the origins. Maybe we can revisit that for a moment and then talk about what is the big deal? Is there is there a real danger here? Those are great points. So we really go back to a guy named Gurdjieff who came from modern-day Georgia in the former Soviet Union was heavily involved in the occult in various forms and then brought that more west to the Western world, Europe and America. One of his main students was P.D. Ospensky, wrote a book called The Fourth Way. The major work of Gurdjieff was meetings with remarkable men, but by men he doesn't really mean humans. He means these alleged masters, these ultimate spirits, one in particular over all of them that gave him the direct pipeline, so to speak, yeah. to these these teachings. And then uh, this was picked up from Ospensky by an individual named uh, basically um, Oscar Icazo. Oscar Icazo is in Chile. He starts this institute down there and begins teaching this. Then, then a psychologist, psychiatrist named Claudio Naranjo hears about it at the Esalen Institute here in SoCal and goes down to Chile, takes 50-plus people, really gets into this, and then – Ikazo and Naranjo totally modify this and invent this idea of the nine personality types. But you say that's a lot of info, but here's what it all has in common. 
So all four of them have slightly different views, but what they have in common is the idea, your basic nature, your essence, that's their term, is divinity. It is, there are the nine divine selves, if you will, one of their phrases. And the goal is to quote literally uh, a spiritual awakening, and that is realizing you're divine. And here's the point. So your problems, the nine personality types, and we'll come back to that, are all messed up, or at least we're all messed up in them, uh, because we've got forgotten who we are. And, and so salvation, that's our term, mm-hmm. enlightenment, getting over that is really by depending more and more on who you truly are and getting out of these, this false, uh, um, you know, behavior, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, obsessive compulsive type behavior. That's my term, obsessive yes. compulsive. You drew the parallel to Scientology, the Thetan within yes. the divine self has to be set free. You got to get to the state of clear in Scientology. The irony is, uh, uh Leah Remini came out with that whole series and, uh, people talked about how they got to the state of clear and OT one up through what was it like 10 or something? Well, now it's like 30 yeah, operating thing or whatever. To, yes. And they have to keep extending it. But the irony is people who went through the, uh, the final OT level at that time then we're told they had to just repeat it. <laughs> we, we, we have new te- tech and you didn't have that, so you need to take it and, again. And we laugh, Sorry. but there are some people who were, were actually devastated, gave life fortunes away only to be duped. And here we are kind of, you know, it's dressed up differently, but we're kind of seeing the same thing in the Enneagram, which is basically – a different form of salvation, in quotes. You just got to be set free from this nap that you've been in, that you're actually a god, going right back to Genesis yes. 3 once again. Like the Urantia book, like the Course in Miracles, like dozens of other works we could mention. And and so where have we heard this before? So the problem is this, this unhealthy behavior, which we all would own, we all have unhealthy behavior. And those who are into this, Christians and others, would say, well, look, I, I want to get rid of this bad behavior. What what could be wrong with that? Call it self-help, whatever you want. But I'm just trying to be a better person so I can be a better um, spouse, uh, parent, what have you. And so nothing wrong with that. But look, if you've got the wrong diagnosis, if you're mm. going to have the wrong prognosis. If you yes. don't have the right disease. So the Bible says the problem is sin. It's our inwardness. We 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 think we're all that. We think we're divine. We want to be. And we're narcissistic. We're centered on self. The Enneagram and the whole system that goes with it, like at the Enneagram Institute and all the books about it, while they differ on specific points, would say, well, your behavior is because you don't really know who you are. And so you have to ask, do you really know who you are truly? And where's Mm -hmm. the power to change? How does the Enneagram give you power? Of course, again, the, the power allegedly would come from you because you're divine and you want to mm. discover your essence, their term. Yes. The Bible says, no, you're messed up. You're the problem. You can't save yourself, but God in his infinite grace and mercy, he can and will save you through Jesus Christ. Amen. And there's a couple different ways that you know I was thinking in my mind. One is for the unbeliever to realize that they're desperately sick. They've sinned against God, dead in their sin, and they need a savior. But let's take it to the church for a second. So the problem is still sin for Christians. Yes. Right? Yes. It's habitual sin patterns. It's, uh, you know, we can still get pulled towards idolatry and, and so forth. So for the Christian, the diagnosis and the remedy is in the pages of scripture. 
And we don't have to use the Enneagram to realize what our problem is. In Revelation 2 and 3, Jesus assesses the churches and says, here's the issue. Here's what's good. Here's what you got to repent of. And that's written to believers. So yeah, it, it's important for Christians to get better, but it, the Enneagram is really saying you need this tool. The Bible's not enough for you. I mean, it's well, in not fact, what it's the Bible would not only be not enough; it's actually wrong. Mm-hmm. It misdiagnoses the problem. You need to realize, as as they said, literally their term is the nine the the nine divine forms, mm-hmm. and so you have this this unproductive, unhealthy behavior because you don't really get who you are. And and some would say, well, okay, but it, it's still a tool. Well, no, it's not just a tool. It's it, it it came out of the occult. It was birthed in the occult, and it continues to thrive. And you read the major authors today, uh, people like Rohr, a Franciscan friar, a priest. Well, he's a panentheist. He yeah. he denies traditional views of salvation and of 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 Christ and who he is. We'll come back to that. You mentioned earlier. Some say it's just like Meyer Briggs. Well, first of all, no, it's not because Meyer Briggs allegedly was scientific and was based on empirical data. There's no empirical data to back this up. There's no double-blind study, no peer-reviewed articles that defend this stuff. The problem with it is really is it's arbitrary. Why not 12, like in mm-hmm. astrology, if you will? Uh, there, so what's the basis for that? It comes out of the occult and this idea of – it's called numerology. Numerology is a form of the occult. Rather than just spells and incantations, you take words and you divide, you add up the letters and then you divide it by a certain number. So Gurdjieff was really into dividing one by three and seven, and then there would be this repeating decimal. And he believes that has profound insights into the universe mm-hmm. and who we are as part of the universe, as part of the essence, which even, is divine. Even alignment with the planets. Yes, and, and all, all, of, all of this. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Rather than just spells and incantations, you take words and you divide, you add up the letters and then you divide it by a certain number. So Gurdjieff was really into dividing one by three and seven, and then there'd be this repeating decimal. And he believes that has profound insights into the universe mm-hmm. and who we are as part of the universe, as part of the essence, which even, is divine. Even alignment with the planets. Yes, and, and all, all of this. all of this. Well, let, let me let me set mm-hmm. the table one more time, uh, Professor. This is Pastor Michael Lance with Professor Craig Hawkins. Hey, we have a special 
event coming up on July 17th. It's a 633 apologetics event. Now you might wonder, well, what is that about? Well, we do that based upon Matthew 633. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These are special nights where we deal with kind of hot topics in the church or the culture to bring answers as we compare and contrast these ideas with the historic Christian faith. So Professor Hawkins will be here on July 17th for a special evening. We're going to have a dinner, a little bit of worship. We're going to have a time of teaching, more in-depth on the Enneagram, and then a Q&A time. So you can plan on like a 6.30 to about an 8.15 evening, 8.30, but well worth the time, well worth the drive. And uh, you're, we're kind of just wetting your whistle with some of these ideas. So that's the 6.33 event, July 17th, at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. In the city of Corona, you can get driving directions when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store or go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, and plan on joining us on July the 17th. Now, Craig, as we're kind of transitioning and we don't have a whole lot of time left, let's talk about, you know, when people say, okay, um, there's been some practical benefit or some insights into myself and I've had some improvement or whatever – it's kind of going along the line of what's the big deal. Right. So with these origins in mind that we've brought to the surface and, and the occult um, dangers and so forth, what would you say to someone who said, okay, I got a little bit more insight into my spouse or myself and where could this lead someone? Um, what's What are the potential pitfalls here? Well, sure. Our, our point is it came from the occult. It continues. It's marinated in the occult. It continues to be that. Second point is there's no scientific basis for this at all. It's based upon numerology and completely unscientific. Even Ospensky and others have said just that, that it's not. The, but the problem with it is – well, let me say this. A broken clock in the old days was right at least twice twice a day, yeah. right? Uh, at least twice a day. So a person is trying to find insight and grow and mature. Well, there, of course, you can do that. There's so much even as a non-Christian. You're going to have some insights and, and make some moral improvements hopefully. But that's still not salvation. But where it can lead you – and some would say, well, I'm not into this. But this is what you are into. You just don't know it is – if I really believe this and follow the trail, it takes me off the cliff of humanity mm-hmm. and the idea that as Adam and Eve uh, trying to be like God, and that, that literally means in the Hebraic concept is the idea that calling reality, I we make reality. I'm telling you what reality is. I'm telling you what the answers are, what the problems are, if you will, and I'm God in that, that sense. Mm-hmm. That's part of what the Hebraic concept has in mind. And so it takes people away from God. It hardens their hearts towards the gospel. It gives them the wrong antidote. It's really Jesus Christ and his work for us in sanctification, mm-hmm. salvation. Let me say this. You've mentioned some passages. Second Peter chapter 1 tells us that all things, we've been given all things for life and godliness. Yes. Now, some would say, well, wait a minute. What about medicine? Well, of course, but medicine has a scientific basis for it, mm-hmm. right? A scientific basis and doesn't have an occult worldview, whereas this doesn't have a scientific basis and has an occultic basis. It hardens your heart. It takes you away from the true antidote, what really and only can cure you. Jesus Christ in a personal relationship with him and it 
it leads you uh, the opposite direction to trust mm-hmm. in self and your power and your improvement and your quote unquote moral goodness. What a good do gooder I am trying to be a better person who could argue with that. Mm-hmm. And so it leads one astray from the gospel. And, and, the and even, and even I can diagnose now other people because I have this, this insight. Well, you're a five. I can tell. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. So the subtlety of our enemy, Craig. You know, he, he is effective at what he does because it is oftentimes a lie with some truth in it, right? And, I mean, no, no one would buy it if there was absolutely nothing, you know, that one could gain out of it. But the subtlety of our enemy is to bring, you know, kind of dangle the carrot, dangle the fruit, as it were. It looks good to the eyes. It's able to make one wise. That's what the enemy told Eve. And so she partook. And what happened? Well, the whole human race was, you know, uh, doomed or, you know, at least uh, we, we had sin come upon us and now we needed a savior. We we're, uh, you know, dead in our sin. So um, we can see how this works. We can see how the enemy does work in this. And spiritual warfare is in the realm of ideas. I mean, that's yes. something that we uh, we know, right? Right. It's, so the non-Christian, it's really in the place of the Bible. The Bible is antiquated, uh, mythological, what have you. For the Christian, it's, oh, this is a companion. This comes alongside the Bible. Oh, keep your Christianity. But we're going to give you some great psychological insights so you can really grow mm-hmm. that you would not get from the Bible. And there's the hook that draws mm-hmm. us in. And the numbers just don't add up because this has really not been peer review. Uh, it's it's not it doesn't hold up scientifically, but it does have an appeal, and there is a danger to it. Well, the numbers don't just don't add up, and we're doing a six thirty three event coming up on July the seventeenth, and that is happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, right off the ninety one freeway and Lincoln Avenue, and that six thirty three event is on the Enneagram, and that's what we've been talking about. And the Enneagram is something that is a hot topic outside the church, inside the church. It's allegedly helping people figure out who they are and know who their spouse is and know why they're getting in arguments and all this stuff. But in the end, it just doesn't add up, my brother, my sister. Craig, I have have two different people in mind where where we've got about three or four minutes left. One is the non-Christian who, you know, we are told that about a third of the listening audience on Christian radio typically – is a non-Christian or maybe an unchurched person. What would you say to the non-Christian, unchurched person listening to this and saying, okay, so what do I do? Maybe they've dabbled in the Enneagram. Maybe they've dabbled in the New Age or they've tried to find answers and all this other stuff. What would you say to that person? I want to commend you for looking, your search for identity, for meaning, significance, purpose, truth. But you've been looking in the wrong places. And if you're going the wrong direction, you can look all you want. You're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. So we want to commend the search. But we want to maybe ask you, invite you to not only listen to this, but come to, come to the event and interact with us. And let's talk about that and how would one find truth and find what you're really looking mm-hmm. for. There is a human dilemma. And that human dilemma is we know that the stuff, the pursuits of knowledge, etc., like Ecclesiastes says – It'll just never get us there. If, if God is not, you know, our foundation, if, if Jesus is not our Savior, Lord, Shepherd, King, 
We're, we're just going to keep pursuing things that will just be vanity. Absolutely. The trinity of the world, sex, drugs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. even self-help or uh, f- uh, causes of philanthropy, none of that is going to bring you fulfillment, contentment. We're all broken people and we're going to argue there is a divine physician. There is a divine psychologist, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, and it's trusting in him as one's Lord and Savior and submitting to his lordship. And he will change you and give you the power and the conviction from the inside out through mm-hmm. him. Now, there may be a, a person who's a Christian. They go to church. They read their Bible. And they've dabbled in this. There may be a person that's angry uh, because they um, – this has been kind of baptized in the, into their worldview. And now they're asking some questions and maybe maybe there's some anger or hurt there. And we get that, right? We would mm-hmm, say, sure. hey, well, our, we're not trying to bag on people here. We, mm-hmm. we believe that part of our calling – is to bring clarity and truth to the church and to uh, guard the flock. So what would you say to a Christian, professing believer, reads their Bible, etc., who took a course on this, maybe it was introduced at their office and their school, and now you know they've kind of hung their hat on some of these concepts and now all of a sudden we've pulled, you know, we've pulled the, the blanket. There's a rug out from yeah. underneath well, the right. What now? Well, we would encourage them to show up. It, it's free and we'll give you resources and things you can read and, and discover more. But uh, you could just get depressed about that. But you can also see this as a stepping stone to finding the truth and walking in the truth. Amen. Walking in the light. Yes. That's what this is all about. That's why, as you said, Michael, that's why we're doing this. We're not here to bag on people. But we are here to speak the truth in yes. love. But it's not just love. It's truth, not just truth in love yes. that one might truly know the Savior and find the way, the truth, and the life to what brings joy, peace, and righteousness. Life, yes. as Christ said in John ten ten, and that more abundantly. Amen. And you know, he talked about in chapter 8 of John, when we abide in the truth, we'll know the truth. And what will the truth do? Set us free. It'll set us free. And, you know um, – Whenever we invite something that's not of the Lord into our lives, what does it become? It becomes, uh, you know, a stumbling block. It becomes the sin that so easily entangles. Even if, brother or sister, it's a self-help thing. It's it's a you know a, the goal is improvement or life enhancement. But if it is <laughs> if it is an origin outside of the God of the Bible, it's really forbidden for you, and you need to hear that. And look, hey, if you need to make an adjustment, then just get right back on the right path. And there's plenty in the scripture <laughs> that we can read that will teach us about sanctification and godly living. There's so much in the the epistles. And, you know, just as I read through my Bible, Craig, and study my Bible, I'm confronted yes. constantly with things that I need to amend and adjust. But also the grace of God that is constantly reassuring me that my sin has been paid for in full at the cross, that I have a helper in the Holy Spirit. I mean, final comments as we want to Well, sure. It'd be like planning for retirement. There's nothing wrong with that. That's wise. That's smart. But if you get an investment vehicle or, or a financial counselor who rips you off or is incompetent, even though you mean well and you're right to plan for retirement, you're doing the exact opposite. It's mm-hmm. not just to be sincere in your desires. It's to have it according to the truth. Amen. So we have spoken the truth to you, our friends, our uh, listening family, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, maybe you're a pastor. You'd like to bring a, a portion of your flock. Maybe this has been introduced uh, by in, within some circles within your congregation, and you just like 
to say, hey, come on out and listen to this because uh, it'll bring some clarity. It'll bring some truth. And, and this is exactly the goal of this 633 apologetics event happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, July the 17th. We're going to have a dinner at 5 o'clock. We're going to fill you up with pizza <laughs> and salad. Uh, and that's the menu. 6.30, we'll begin a little bit of worship. We're going to have some teaching interaction between Professor Hawkins and myself. And then a Q&A time. It'll be a wonderful evening together. The goal is to speak the truth in love, bring clarity, and of course, always to glorify our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Craig... On behalf of uh, the whole team of Walk in Truth, we're always so grateful when you come and join us. We're looking forward to this evening. Any final thought before we sign off? No, likewise. And I just encourage people who have any interest, heard about this at all, show up. We'd love to talk with you. Uh, we, we we don't uh, gore anybody. We're just going to be friendly and speak the truth to you and welcome you and help you grow in what's right and true and ultimately good. Amen. Hey, keep the event in prayer, and we'll plan on seeing you on July 17th. Remember, you can check out details of the event on the Walk in Truth website. That's walkintruth.com, or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Do it today. Mark your calendar for the 17th, Sunday evening. It's going to be a great time. God bless you. This is Pastor Michael. We'll see you right here tomorrow. You've been listening to Pastor Michael's conversation with Professor Craig Hawkins about our free 633 event coming up on July 17th. It's called What to Do with the Enneagram. The numbers just don't add up. Learn more about the free event when you visit walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk in Truth is on the Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and helps us to do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Philippians 1, 12-18, called Progress Through Problems. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people. 